Well, hey, it's Alex Keller. And I'm Mike Harding. And this is the Fantastic Voyage. Welcome, everybody. This is the filmtastic fucking voyage. Ooh, uh, cursing. Yeah, hey, it's late at night. Tuck your kids away. <laughs> Package them up and ship them off. It's and, the filmtastic voyage. And fuckle your seatbelts. <laughs> it never gets old. Uh, hey, everybody, listen, this is the filmtastic voyage. If you're new, uh, we just started season three. Congratulations. Oh. It's been. Two whole years, we're on season three, and Alex and I don't hate each other yet. Is that amazing? Clock's ticking. Um, Tune in next week to find out what happens on that front. Yeah. Uh, what? When it comes to like TV and stuff, mm-hmm. when do you think is the season where people just start getting tired of each other? Like actors or like characters? Actors. Oh, it depends on the working environment, obviously. Characters. Depends on the working environment, obviously. <laughs> you, Mike, guess what? Huh. I watched... A season of television. Wow. Can you believe it? I actually wow. watched a show. What was it? Well, I watched a show. It was a season of television, the uh, second season of television, because I'd already seen the first one. And I was like, well, I might as well give this a second season. And it was The Good Place. Oh, yes, The Good Place. And, you know, Mike... We're fans. Like I'm a fan. You fans? We? Who's fans? You fans? Well, I was talking about me and, and my girlfriend. We're both uh, fans. Now, the thing about The Good Place is... The Good Place is, like, just barely good enough to keep me watching. Really? Like... I think it's fun. It's fun. It's fun. I like all the characters. I like the writing and stuff. But, like, it's not hilarious, and it's not, like, super engaging. But it's not bad at all. It's, like, quite (laughs) good. But it's also, like, not good enough to me to be like, oh, boy, can't wait to see what happens next season. I'm just like, I guess I should check out season three when it comes out. You know, uh, you know what really uh, keeps me locked in. You can get me to watch anything if you tell me Ted Danson's in it. Yeah, Ted Danson's right. the best part. Becker, everybody fucking hated that show, but listen, I ate that shit up with a spoon. Cheers. I, I watched the shit out of Becker. He was right? in Cheers, right? Cheers, yeah. Yeah. He wasn't he bald on Cheers? Isn't he bald? And then uh, he's got such nice hair in that show. Uh, the implication, I think, is that he is bald, mm-hmm. and he wears a toupee. Well, it's a hell of a forgery. He, yeah. he might have gotten actually some sort of plugs because he looks like he's it got looks, like wispy. It looks like it, it looks, looks like it's like coming like real out of his hair. Head. Yeah. He might, well, either way, good looking dude with that Ted Danson. Yeah, in a non-conventional way. Well, like yeah. with his nice bow ties and his glasses. He's got like, the he's got the Neanderthal kind of slope thing going on, which is which like me. Is, look at me. Look up on the side. I got that. Uh, not, not, <laughs> mm-hmm. you kind of don't though. I, I do. I have a gross monkey face. I, I've never thought of you as having that Neanderthal slope, mm. but Hey, I'll take your, well, hey, well maybe it. that's why I, I, you know, relate to Ted dancing so much. 
And when I'm <laughs> however old he is, I want nice crystal white hair and crystal white hair glasses of some sort. Listen, if Ted Danson wanted to take me out on a date, I would say yes. Win a, t- win a date with Ted Danson? I'd, hey, Isn't count that me that in. W- name of that one movie? Is there a movie called Win a Date with Ted Danson? No, there's a movie called Win a Date with someone or other. I remember. Because he, he was in some movies for a little bit. It, <laughs> it didn't seem to take off, though, for him with movies, huh? He's he sort was of the in king Three Men and a Baby. Three Men and a Baby. And Three Men and a Little Lady. And oh. they never made Three Men and a Bride. There was talk. It oh. never happened. Who are the three? It's Ted Danson. Yeah, and Tom Selleck, right? Uh-huh. And and uh, fucking Amadeus, right? Isn't it? Or am I making Amadeus. It up? Is that the right guy? Um, directed by Leonard Nimoy. It was one of the top grossing films of 1980. Who cares? Really? That was directed by Leonard Nimoy? Yeah, that guy was riding high. He just he directed Star Trek Four, Huge success. He directed Three Men and a Baby. Huge success. And then no, like whatever happened to him? No one talks about him anymore. Wait, wait, just say, kidding. That's a joke because everyone talks about Larry Nimoy because he's a national treasure. Right, R.I.P. So you just said he directed that, and he directed what else? Star Trek Four. Oh right, Star Trek Four, the good one. Tom Selleck, <laughs> the best one. Four. Tom Selleck, Steve Gutenberg. Steve Gutenberg. Oh no, that's that's not the guy. It's Tom Holt. Ted Danson. Steve Gutenberg is the guy from, yeah, no, that was the Police Academy guy, not fucking Amadeus guy. What am I thinking? I'm thinking of all the wrong things. They're I'm all sure. the same. They're I'm all the sure. same 80s actors. They're all the same. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not, none of them are around anymore, unfortunately, except for Ted Danson. He's, he just keeps dancing. Listen, he'll be working until he's in the grave. Right? Um, he, he's going to be king until the end. Ted Danson. But listen, the good place. I love the twists and turns. I like the twists and turns. I think the, my problem with season one uh-huh. is that for like the first and season two, for them like almost was exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, season one was like I like where this is going. The, like the first few episodes, there's twists and turns and fun. Oops, um, like the characters, like all the stuff, like the scenarios are in. Ooh, how's she gonna get out of this one? And then about like at like four episodes in, it kind of hits like a. All right, we're just gonna have like an episode of the day. You're gonna learn about philosophy or some lesson, whatever. Uh-huh. And then, like, it felt like, but right at that point in season one, the writers were like, "We're out of ideas. Fuck it." And then they introduced the whole. They have Eleanor couldn't tell that her, you know, spoilers. Uh, everybody, just plug your ears, right? Yeah. So Eleanor does the thing, right? And then the second half of that season felt mostly like the writers were like trying to make ideas stick. It's like, what are we gonna do now? And it was almost entirely relationship based. It's like. Maybe this character likes this character, or maybe just kidding, they like this character. And then I'm just like, at the end of season one, I'm like, well, that's that was a fine show. I won't watch season two, but then they do the thing at the end of season one, which I won't talk about right now. Um, and then season two is like, well, I gotta watch season two. So season two just came out on Netflix, and I, because I don't have Hulu and I'm not gonna pay for Hulu, so I like, oh, I'll watch it a year late. I don't give a shit. Um, so I watched that, and like, again, it was like first three episodes were like, this is all great. Oh man, this look at the fun. I'm having so much fun. And then they do the whole thing where it's like it's like thing of the week, we're just gonna learn about philosophy or whatever. And then like, you know, it's like, oh, and uh, now these other characters we're gonna are they, are they a couple or are they not? No, they're not. <laughs> it's like stop like stop trying to make anything happen. None of it's happening. Well, I'll be honest, season two I think is much better than season one, even but, though I did like season one also. Yeah, season two is better though, because after like they did like two episodes of that and I'm like, uh, I'm getting kinda bored of this. But then they're like Fuck it again, and then like they just you know take the whole show in another completely weird set of adventures. Yeah. Um, the twist at the end of season one sort of makes season one 
kind of like obsolete, right? Well, that's the whole thing. Like the whole season one just felt like the writers were just sort of like, we got this premise. Now, what kind of show? What is the show? You know, and like they right. felt like all of the season one was exploring what the show was, and they blow it up yeah. in season two. And season two, even then though, was still kind of like, all right, we got lots more what the show is, but like. What are the characters like interplay and stuff? And like, it's still like, there's still room to work on that front. It's still one of the better shows on television, I guess. Well, well I have no idea. I don't even watch TV. What am I talking about? I was just going to say, I think it's probably like we live in an age where I think network television, like, ne- like sitcoms and half hour format shows and all that, like, I think it's like pretty weak these um, days. Right. I have to watch Brooklyn Nine Nine. I hear that's quite good. I hear that's pretty good too. I watched a few episodes and I was like, "This show's great," but I don't have Hulu, so I can't watch it. I, I haven't seen it, but right. I hear it's good. Mm-hmm. It almost got it got canceled for a second and yeah, then got picked second. up again. Just like The Expanse and wasn't and some other show. Right, Taxi. What, what happened to Taxi? Like the this season. What? Like in general, like the old show Taxi. The old show Taxi. Oh, and always, no, always Sunny wasn't canceled, but it was about to be. Always Sunny. It was like after the first season, they were like, "Oh right, well we that's should, why we, they brought Danny DeVito in." Well, yeah, they were like, "We could cancel this," and like that. Yeah, it wasn't. It was the boss of FX was like, "No, but bring in a star, right?" Or something like that. I've heard different stories. Oh, I don't remember. So I don't know which one. I don't know. What, I, that's me off the top of my head. But so. I know that Danny DeVito was brought in to save the show. And how? Yeah. Now look at him, and I—it's th- funny because he's brought—he was brought in to save the show, and that first season with him, he's all clean cut and like fatherly and stuff. Mm. <laughs> Not really though. Isn't the second season that show where like he's like having like he's like ga- backdoor gambling with a bunch of Vietnamese, and he goes to that kids' basketball game? And I'm pretty sure that's three. Is that season three? Okay, because that's I'm one of my favorite sure episodes. Three. Is that one? Yeah, season two is where he's like. He just meets Charlie and right there they become roommates and all this and that. And he, he like with Charlie and Mac, he's like, Well, I get the feeling you guys haven't had a father figure, so like I'm gonna be that for you. You know, and then there's yeah, but it's just funny how much he's changed. It's crazy. Uh did you watch the I you probably haven't seen the newest episode, right? I haven't watched the last five, six, seven seasons. Oh my god. I uh, yeah, you've told me that before. Darn, Alex, you got to catch up. Maybe I'll catch up one of these days. It is a funny show. And maybe it's one of those things where it's like, because like, again, I got, it's like, I get it. I got the point and I'm done. But now that they've had, from what I understand, six or seven seasons of still fairly high quality stuff. Yeah. Maybe I should jump back into it and now it will be all fresh again, you know? Yeah. And the, you know, the odd numbered, the odd numbered seasons tend to be the better ones nowadays. And we're on the 13th season. Yeah. But Dennis is gone. Or is he? I, I can't. Know. I'm not going to say anything. I'm I not going to spoil that for you. Do you hear that, Rob? Rob Mc, McKennell? What is? How do you say his name? Oh, I don't know. We'll just say Mac. Yeah, Mac. The guy that plays Mac. Did we talk about how he he's not making the Minecraft movie anymore? I think you had mentioned it. Yeah, that's a bummer. I didn't even know that he was attached to that, and well, maybe it's better that he's not. Well, it was the only thing that. interesting that was driving that interest of mine was him. Yeah. Oh well, it's probably because it's hard to make a movie about something that doesn't have a story. Well, yeah, and you you imagine a Minecraft movie is like movie by by a boardroom, right? Well, the problem with that kind of thing is that the Lego Movie already took everything that Minecraft movie could be, and so, sort of did it already. Yeah. yeah, it's like about what's it about? It's about creativity. Lego Movie did it. It's about branding and look all the fun brand. Lego Movie did it. Fuck. <laughs> Well, hey, dude, the Emoji Movie that that that's not about know. that's about neither uh, strong brands nor 
creativity. It's about nothing. Yeah. Uh, you had Patrick Stewart as a poop mm, in poop, that movie. Patrick Stewart. Could you imagine having a conversation with him and his agent or whoever being like, well, Patrick Stewart. Oh, no, I think he was the one that insisted on being the poop, if I remember hearing that correctly. All, all I know is they approached Jordan Peele, and he's like, you know, I think I'm done acting. Oh, yeah. You hear that story? No. Yeah, it was like around that time, and it was like, cause like you know, he's making the shift to director, and they're like, hey... Hey, uh, you want to be a poop in the Emoji movie? And he's like, what? In what? <laughs> no, I'm I'm done. Never mind. I'm done. Oh, Just man. directing for me. Well, what is uh, what is that Jordan Peele up to nowadays? He's making some movie. He announced the cast. He made yeah. a poster for it, even though it hadn't even started photography yet. I know there was... Yeah, there was something that he announced. It was like Us, I think it was called. Um, if you go to his filmography He's here, also making a TV series called Lovecraft Country, which sounds interesting. Oh, yeah. I like Lovecraft and countries. So it's two of my favorite things. So, yeah, this movie's just called Us. Yeah. There's See, literally it's got a nothing. It says, plot unknown, described as a social horror thriller. And, oh, there's a, yeah, okay, uh, Elizabeth Moss. She's a Scientologist. a bunch of people here. Uh... Okay, well, cool. I, I, yeah, I was, I was, I was waiting for an announcement like right after Get Out of for him to be like, hey, I'm, I'm going into my next movie. I'm like, hey, and they did. When's your next movie? And you movie? missed it. Right after Get Out came Not out. Like right after, but like Us was announced like six months ago. Like oh, okay. Or maybe like so late a little last, bit of a break. early this year, maybe. Yeah. So yeah, not like I maybe still. It's been like you know several months of this being news. Right. You missed it because you don't read the news. <laughs> I don't read the newspaper. Yeah. The funny papers. Now, Alex, we talked uh, briefly. I just want to revisit this to see if there's anything else to add to this conversation because the cliffhanger of season two. Oh, right. Was uh, <laughs> I was was I did? Who knows? <laughs> did Alex Keller make it over that cliff? We should have like a thing where, where like some guy comes in just like. Punches us both in the face and cuts off the feed, and it's like, what happened? Tune in next time. Will Mike Harding finally graduate from high school? Find out on the next episode of Film Testing Voyage. Um, we talked briefly about, well, not briefly. Uh, we at length. At length. <laughs> the opposite of briefly. About films that were influential to us. Yep. And I thought that was a really cool idea. And for the folks at home, if you didn't tune in the last episode, hey, maybe you should. But uh, in the meantime, I'll just I'll just name off a couple of these that uh, we we said. So for Alex, mm-hmm. it was uh, Kill Bill Volume One. When these are no particular order. And then uh, Toy Story, Jurassic Park, and Star Wars counted as one. Uh, and the comments three. I just they're they're thematically linked as one. Okay. Uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Full Metal Jacket, The Seven Samurai, and Scott Pilgrim. And then for me, it was Memento, Austin Powers, Clerks, The Strangers, Royal Tenenbaums, and Taxi Driver. Now, granted, these aren't our favorite movies because Austin Powers, holy shit, doesn't hold up. <laughs> but um, just movies that in some way influenced us. So, hey, suck on that. <laughs> All right, so I need two more movies then if we're doing this. Uh, why not? I don't know. I, All right, well, you go, because I had my combo, so I'm already ahead of you in terms of... <sighs> yeah, see, that's the problem is... Um, okay, you know what? 
You know, it was an influential movie for me. Hmm. Wally. Wall E. Yeah. Because um, that was like uh, I don't know. That was the first time I saw like an animated movie by a by a, a studio that tends to stay within the same within a similar range of of themes and ideas. But then they broke out with. It was like them being like, "Hey, here's a different visual style." And here's a different kind of story that we're telling that's a bit darker. Um, I disagree with you. and I agree with you in terms of visual style. I disagree with you on everything else. Because before Wally, they had made The Incredibles. They had made Finding Nemo. They had well, made sure. Toy Story. Vastly different movies in terms of look and feel. But like there was a good 20 to 30 minutes of Wally where it was just silent. Like, there was a whole gap of that movie where it was like no dialogue. Nothing, like It was just like mm-hmm. we're watching this robot and there was no dialogue or like interaction with characters and... And it was just this different. It was just I don't know. It, no, I, I, can, I can see that. Yeah, I th- I thought it was. Uh, it 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 got my wheels turning there. I was like, mm. man, so much you can do. Yeah, I think Wally is still Pixar's best, in my opinion. I agree. Um, is it your favorite or is it the best? Both. Okay. Maybe, I agree. I mean, like I don't know. There's a case to make for The Incredibles also for being the best. Yeah. Or even Ratatouille. Or want any of them, really? Eh, Ratatouille's great. Hey, I love Ratatouille, but I can't, I can't put it up there at the top. So yeah, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it my turn? Yeah. Go oh, for okay. It. Well, this is like off the top of my head. This is a movie version of a TV show that had a huge impact on me. So I guess this counts. Yeah. Which is the end of Evangelion. Oh right. Because that show blew up my head. <laughs> Is that how you say it? Um, it exploded no, like, your head. Because that kind of show, like, it's not just because I don't like anime. Never did, still don't. Aside from, like, you know, Dragon Ball Z or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gundam. Like, it's an occasional thing. But most, it's mostly just, like, I don't like TV, I don't like anime, anime's TV, whatever. I'm sort of in the same boat. Um, but, like, Evangelion and the movie version also, because it's the movie version of that, it's just so different. Mm-hmm. In terms of like, I'd never seen something that was like, had such weird imagery and like, had such a weird style of editing and a weird style of pacing and did the did so much with like, you know, like well now we're in, and this scene is now in this character's head, and like oh. that kind of shit. And this is like, what the fuck's going on? And like, even before I. I think I told the story, but even before the series got weird, I still was like, this is awesome. What is this? So. And that's the movie. It's just like the movie version of that, where it's more of the same. It's all very strange. Hmm. But like, it just sort of opened my eyes to like, you can make a, a thing like this. You know, it's like, hey, you like right. giant robots? Giant robots don't need to be like Gundam. Giant robots can be whatever the fuck you want it to be. I'm like, oh, wow, that's cool. <laughs> Never thought about that. Yeah. It's a little, little freshman, freshman year, Alex. High school. Yeah. All right. Well, that's cool. Um, I mean... In terms of, I, you know, off the top of my head, I honestly, I don't know if I can think of many other influential movies. I mean, I can think of movies that I really love and that have a lot of value, but like life-changing movies. Can I, I see my list? I don't know. Because uh, if I didn't say this one, then I'm, an, I'm, a, I'm sure. a damn fool. I mean, I think I'm at nine. Yeah. Okay, that, that's nine, then I have... Yeah, then I have one more, which is so obvious that I can't believe I haven't said it yet. Go which is it. Return of the King. 
Lord of the Rings Return of the King. It's a movie that got ah. me into movies. It's a movie that got me into movie making, like in like behind the scenes shit with the best behind the scenes documentaries ever. It's the movie that got me started paying attention to movie reviews, movie news, the Oscars. It's the movie that kicked off my entire movie centric point of view. It's that one. Okay. Return of the King. And like I get the argument like it's like we have to nominate popular movies for Oscars to get the kids to appreciate movies, which, you know, worked on me when Lord of the Rings was nominated and all that stuff. Uh But at the same time, it's a dumb idea. And thank God they canceled that or postponed it or whatever you want to call it. It's canceled. What, so you're saying intentionally there was something going on like that? No, not intentionally. Or I'm saying like, you know, I get the idea, the want of, you know, ABC to, and the execs at ABC to be like, we want more popular movies to be nominated so people will watch the show so they can like root for the movies that they've seen and enjoy as opposed to all those obscure, obscure artistic movies, uh-huh. which as an adult who enjoys artistic movies or whatever, like, you know, let's like call them like. Fucking moonlight's like you know like whatever moonlight's great you know you know what I'm saying right um, like I get the appeal it's like oh Lord of the Rings I'm a kid I love Lord of the Rings I want to see Lord of the Rings the Oscars whoa zippity doo die right but um mm-hmm. so I get the appeal of that but Lord of the Rings is fucking amazing so it deserves to win an Oscar and by having an a, a Oscar award just for blockbusters achievements both the Oscars and the award. Oh, okay. You know, so, but yeah, they postponed that because of, you know, they said they, quote, received a lot of feedback, which is almost (laughs) all negative feedback. Right, yeah. (laughs) Well, that's good to hear. You know, maybe sometimes, I I get the feeling maybe sometimes these uh, organizations do stuff like this, so that way people get disrupted by it, and and then suddenly... People pay attention to this thing, like New Coke, and the whole then they, conspiracy theory behind that. You know, oh, was there? Well, like, p- like a... Coke was like, we're canceling Coke, making new Coke. Oh. And everyone's like, fuck that, and like, just kidding. Here's old Coke, and Coke sales spiked. That's right. That's exactly what I mean. It's people. It, it's like, oh, wait, what? The Oscars is like fucking up their own like nomination system and all this. That's fucked up. I'm gonna write to them. I'm gonna talk and tweet about them. Blah blah, and then it permeates the news, and then like you know, and then all of a sudden people are like, "Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna support the Oscars." So that way they don't have to <laughs> don't have to do that or whatever. Right? Yeah. The only problem is I'm still real pissed off, and we'll see how they end up doing it. But I'm still pretty pissed off the fact that they're sidelining a bunch of categories in yes. favor of commercials. Yeah. No, that's that's poopy. Pretty poopy. I can think of one more influential movie. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, this is a pretty obvious one, but this is the first movie I saw where I was like, "Wow!" Was it Fritz the, the Cat? Magic of movies, <laughs> yeah, Fritz the Cat. I was just like, "Wow!" The magic of movies and all this stuff and all this stuff you can do with cartoons and all animation and all that. Hmm. And that was Aladdin. Oh, I thought I thought you were going to say Who Framed Roger Rabbit, honestly. Oh no, that's a great movie. No, too. but like when you said but, the magic of cartoons, I was like, hmm. That was my guess. If you said guess, I would have guessed that. But I would have been wrong. Here's the thing. I mean, and I would have had to leave. I mean, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? I'm gonna say hands down is a subjectively better movie than Aladdin. Uh subjectively. Subjectively, right? There's a lot more going on in Who Framed Roger it's Rabbit. Like, you know, it's uh, different strokes Aladdin. for different folks. But what I'm saying as a little like five year old kid. Going uh, probably to the movie theater, I saw this. Going to the movie theater and seeing Aladdin is like, God damn, how fucking amazing is this? Yeah, next year you'll be able to see it again on the big screen in live action. That's right. Will that. Smith is a, as a genie. You know what I hear? Huh. 
Well, actually, no. You know what I saw? Ah. Uh, the new Mary Poppins trailer. Oh, yeah? Did you see Mary Poppins? She's shim-shamming away. I chim, did not chimney, see... chim 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 Didn't see the new uh, Mary Poppins trailer. It looks like it has the potential to be quite delightful. I'm sure it'll be plenty delightful. Well... Emily Blunt? Emily Blunt, Lin-Manuel Miranda, both in the movie and writing the songs. You got Academy Award-winning director Rob Marshall, who made the best musical I, uh, in my eyes, which is Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, although he also made, you know, he made, he hasn't really done anything of the Chicago caliber since Chicago. He did like Pirates 4 and Into the Woods, which are fine. Um, and then... Um, <laughs> Pirates 4. I mean, Into the Woods is mostly fine. Um, mm-hmm. Although it is the rapiest PG movie you'll ever see. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Um, Which one is Into the Woods? It's uh, someone with all the fairy tale stuff. Right. I I like barely remember that. I didn't see it, of course, but it's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that might, it could be good. I mean, it's got uh, 2D animation in it. Isn't that fun? Bring really? back them I didn't penguins. Know that. I didn't know Those that. Those penguins are coming back, and they're going to be... Penguins. Dancing away. You know, do you know what I'm talking about when I say penguins? Yes. Okay, good. Benedict Cumberbatch, yeah. of course. Mm-hmm. The one and only. Um, yeah, I'll see it. I, you know, we're, 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 uh, we're steadily, we're quickly entering into the uh, high holidays here, Alex. Uh, well, not fast Getting enough. Getting these high holiday movies coming up. September is just the, a bit of a slow month. I mean, like, well, there's sure. stuff happening, but not enough stuff to make me appreciate it. But, like, in October 6th, we got Venom. Yay! Yay, Venom! Um, Yay! And uh, A Star is Born is supposed to be quite good. Yeah, I don't know. I, I could probably skip that I'll one. I'll not skip it, because it's probably going to be a big awards contender. Lady Gaga yeah. going to get some sort of nomination for something, I'm sure, because, A, she's gotten really good reviews from Toronto or wherever... Venice. If someone asks me to watch it, sure, I'll watch it. But if it's me going out on my own and being like, oh my God, I'm going to see a movie tonight, I, I just, I don't know if I'm going to see Don't you want to see Bradley Cooper just croon? Yeah, I don't need to. Directed that movie too. Oh, really? Yeah. No, oh, wow. That's where he's been all this time. Yeah, he's been kind of off the radar. Remember, you were like, what the hell happened to Bradley Cooper? And he's yeah. been writing, not writing, I don't know what he's writing, but he's been directing and acting in his own goddamn movie. And it's uh, supposed to be really good, so... I think it's crazy. Take that, hater. I think it's crazy that he does the voice of uh, Rocky Raccoon. Yeah, it doesn't sound anything like him. Yeah, it's crazy. The real talent that Brad Coops. Yeah. He's almost as talented as Chris Cooper. Chris Cooper. Oh. Uh-huh. Chris Cooper. Who's that? Oh, he was... That sounds familiar. I mean, there's a dad in October Sky. He was the oh, dying yeah. Green Goblin in Amazing the Spider-Man 2. The dying Green Goblin, yeah. Hey, I'm Green Goblin. I'm dead. Look at my hand; it's green. Yeah. <laughs> he was the villain in the Muppets. Right. Yeah. Why don't I own that movie? Um, I wonder if there's any relation. Maybe they're like you know Bradley Cooper and Chris Cooper are like nephew and uncle or something. I think we've mentioned this. I might have mentioned this before, but I'll say it again. Do you ever ever see that clip of Louis C.K. Uh, the now exiled Louis C.K. talking about? Um, how no one on um, the actor's studio in the audience, they ask all these actors ask questions and like those actors aren't going to become famous. And then there's the clip of Bradley a young little little yeah. Bradley Cooper asking a question. Look at him now. I forget which one it was. I was watching those for a while, and I came across that where it was him asking questions inside the actor's studio. Yeah, 
did you know that whatever school that is, is that's a part of a school, right? Yeah. Studio, that uh, Bradley Cooper didn't go to his graduation because he was too busy filming Wet Hot American Summer. Oh. The first one, the original. Right, yeah. Okay, well, yeah. hey, good for him, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's the funny. guy you might say he's a bit uh, limitless. <laughs> Never saw it. Neither did I. Uh, speaking of Louis C.K., if we're talking headlines, uh, apparently he's he he did a little like surprise. I mean, this I guess is old news by now, but he did like a little surprise set at um, I don't remember the club. Flappers. Was it Flappers? The Chuckle Factory. Laugh House. Like comedy store, maybe comedy not store? comedy I'm store. Just maybe not. not comedy store. I don't know. Is that a real place? I'm making up names. Comedy store. Oh yeah, that's a real place. Oh, okay, I'm making that's, up names. That's where, um, that's where Joe Rogan called out Carlos Mencia on stage. Oh wow! And totally railroaded Carlos Mencia's career. What was that one place I've been to where we saw that thing at Hollywood that one time? What was that place? Oh yeah, it had a brick it, wall. Yeah, <laughs> a brick. Um, wow. I forget. I've been there like a couple of times, just randomly. I feel like I drove past that the other day. Oh well, and I was like, "Oh yeah, here I am." Some Hollywood place. It was. Was nice. it in? Was it on? Was it, was it off of Melrose? I think it was on. Um. um no, I, I, wasn't it on uh, Sunset? Maybe. Who knows? Doesn't matter. We're, yeah. We'll stop boring you, audience. Um, but Louis C.K. did a surprise set at one of these, one of these venues, and then everybody now everybody's talking about like him again. You've heard, you must have heard of this. No, because I don't care. Uh, it now the dialogue. I mean, now the conversation is basically like, hey, did he have a right to like do a set? Like, has it been enough time? Did he give a proper apology? Got the free market to decide. Well, and that's sort of where I stand is like, hey, you know, it's either people want to see him or they don't, right? Um, but, you know, they're, I don't know. It's, I, I'm curious to know the different opinions and the different reasons why. Cause, but yeah, for me, I sort of just feel like, well, if you don't like him, then just don't, don't see him. And then if enough people, if enough people like him, then I guess whatever, then he has a career. If enough people don't like him, then he's gone. And that's it. I don't know. It's hard to judge. These have to be a case by case basis. And even then, I'm, yeah, I don't even know. Um, but probably too soon. Maybe. I don't know. I don't. Know. I never really. Yeah. Shit stuff. Anyways. So. Yeah. Let us know in the comments what you think. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Awkward talk with Mike and Alex. Yeah, I don't uh, care about Louis C.K. I have no care. I kind of yeah I wasn't uh, my my life hasn't been changed. I think he got replaced by Pat Oswald in that Secret Life of Pets two, which is like well, I like Pat Oswald a lot. Life so of Pets two because he was the main dog in that movie, and the sequel is now he's Pat Oswald. I love Pat Oswald, so <sighs> you know trading from personally wow. subjectively trading up. Yeah, no, I why well, won't watch it anyway? So it doesn't matter, right? Um, yeah, well you know movie stuff this December like on Christmas Day you got. Mary Poppins and Aquaman and Battle Angel Alita and something else. You know, whenever I see that trailer for Aquaman and there's that two second clip of, uh, was it Jason Momoa? Aquaman, man. His his face really close up and he just goes, it's going to be an ass whooping or whatever. Yeah. 
called an ass whooping. It just it tickles me. It tickles me pink. That movie might be fun. Yeah. It's gonna be listen, I, I'm calling it right now. It's it's not gonna be a great like it's gonna be a big dumb movie. James that, Wan did is it James Wan or James Wan. Yeah, he did Fat Furious Seven, my favorite of those Furious movies. Right. So it's so gonna like, be a big dumb movie. If he if it if it has the same bigness and dumbness of that movie, I am looking forward to it. The only thing I'm worried about is it seems like maybe there's too much going on. There's he's fighting his brother, right? His Atlantean brother. Ocean Master. Right. And then he's also fighting uh, Black Manta. And my whole thing, honestly, dude, is have one movie be one and another movie be the other. Like, why do we have... Because the DCEU is crumbling around. It's crumbling to its ground. You might as well get everyone out there as, as fast as you can. Well, it's, it's like, okay, so Justice League, they, they just have some no-name villain instead of having Darkseid. But yeah. then for Aquaman, they're just, like, blowing their load completely. I don't know, man. Do you hear that weird thing going on where, like... There was like a Hollywood reporter, I think it was Hollywood reporter, was like, breaking news, Henry Cavill's not Superman anymore. I heard about that. And then um, later that day, Henry Cavill, well, like a couple hours later, Henry Cavill's manager was like, uh, nuh-uh. <laughs> Warner Brothers, like, just just wait wait and see, Warner Brothers is going to set the record straight. And then Warner Brothers was like, here at Warner Brothers, we still love Henry Cavill. It's like, okay. So they didn't, it they wasn't didn't like confirm a bit, or deny? It was like, it was like... It's like, can you like say like yes? Just say yes that he's still Superman. You betcha. No, just say yes. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like no, just say the words yes. He's still Superman. Oh, you know it. He's yep. It's like you know. It's like just say like just deny the rumor and say yes. You're really confusing. And then to make matters even more confusing, like later that day, Henry Cavill posts like an Instagram thing where it's like, boy, sure excited about today's events. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> What's happening? The rumor I heard was. They dropped Henry Cavill, or he quit, or something, and then they were gonna make Michael B. Jordan Superman. Yeah, that's what I heard. Which I, I'm fine with that. Hey, I'm fine with it. But Michael B. Jordan also, can't be every superhero, though. That's right. Well, there's that, right? And then I also think, like, well, you gotta like explain what the fuck happened to Henry Cavill. Like, if it's the, it <laughs> depends. Like, if they're doing a hard reboot, sure. Yeah, if it's a hard reboot, hey, I'm. Count me first in line. All right, I'll be first in line to that movie. Yeah, a I'd hard love reboot. to see you know Michael B. Jordan Superman. That'd be super swell. That would be super swell. Yeah, but I also also or you got the the guy like you know like because he's already super jacked. You get that guy who was in Moonlight and Predator. He's got charm. Uh, you yeah. can be Superman. Yeah. Hey, I'll be first in line. Sign me up. Hard reboot. Good recasts. Let Henry Cavill go on to better things. And he fucking fights Brainiac, because god damn it. There needs to be a Brainiac Let's movie. fucking fight Brainiac or something. There's Jesus Christ. There's been two General Zod movies. There's been we two Zod movies. Brainiac There's been like movie. four fucking Lex Luthor movies. Stop it. Yeah. Let's fucking fight Brainiac. Well, it's like Let's how fucking fight Parasite. Let's fucking fight Metallo. Let's fucking fight anyone else. But it's like how X-Men is. Like, we got five Magneto movies and one Apocalypse movie, and the Apocalypse movie sucks. You had to... But like, in the perfect X-Men universe, it would be like, hey, let's have a Mr. Sinister movie. Fuck it. Well, uh, I mean, like, the second one was Striker and Lady Deathstrike. Lady Deathstrike, was it? Yeah, yeah. And then Magneto was, like, on their team momentarily. Yeah. And then the third movie, he's a villain again for whatever reason. Yeah. And then whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of Henry Cavill, though, did you hear that he is uh, going to be in Netflix's The Witcher as yeah. The Witcher? Yeah, I Geralt, don't know what any of that means. Geralt The Witcher. 
The Witcher is a Polish series of books and video games that are quite popular, and they're making a TV series about it. Okay. Did that help? Uh, yeah. I still don't... What's a witcher? Is it someone that witches? A witcher is like a... Witch is a witch? Magical bounty hunter. Oh. From what I understand. Never played those games because I hear they're great. I started playing The Witcher 2, but it's like, this is fucking dense. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't really feel like this right now. And everyone's like, oh, you should play The Witcher 3 also. I'm like... Yeah, it's like, I've been playing for 50 hours. I haven't left the tutorial zone. I'm like, no, I'm good. You know, like, that's cool. That's really cool. But no, I'm good. You know, <laughs> I don't have time for that. Yeah. Also, yeah. it gives me anxiety when I have, like, not, like, actual anxiety, but it's like, I hate games where it's like, look, all these fucking quests in your map. And it's like, well, I can't ignore any of these. And I can't go to oh. the next main mission because what if it triggers that these quests suddenly become unquestable? So I gotta do all these quests oh. and then do the next main mission. Oh man, it's been seventy-five hours. <laughs> Boy, that sucks. Wow. Well, hey, you know, I don't know. Uh, I, you know me, dude. I haven't played much in the way of video games in a, a little while. Well, hey, man, I'm gonna get Super Mario Party, uh-huh. and we're gonna have a Mario Party. Okay. And it's going to be cheap and frustrating. Cheap and frustrating? Wait, is this for the Switch? Yeah. Okay. And then Super Smash Bros. comes out in December, I think. And then we're going to keep playing Mario Party. <laughs> I don't know. Smash Brothers has always been... If there's, if there's a lot of calories I spend on video games, man, it is Smash Brothers. And I'm not one of those fucking Smash Brothers snobs. All right? I don't know if this is... I don't know if you're this way, what? but I have a lot of friends that are this way with Smash Brothers, where they're like, no guys, only stock matches and no items. Oh, have I ever been and it's like, fuck all that. Are you kidding me? Am I snobbish about like, I'm trying not to be snobbish. Am I, you know, I'm not a snob. You're snobbing me. Wait, are those your rules? No, fuck that. Oh, that I love that's items. What I'm sa- no, that's what I'm saying. Is, I no, mean, there's no, a time I- and a place for Final Destination, no items, but I'm not saying, every time. Whenever I play Smash Brothers, and you... You probably know what group I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I played uh, Smash Brothers with said people. Yeah, and it's always every fucking match is always stock and no items. And I'm like, guys, you're sucking the fun right out of this game. To be fair, I hate time mode. I find it annoying. Oh, I love it. It's uh, always because it's always a surprise. And then also sudden deaths. No, because I like the like, oh, now there's only two left and they gotta have fucking duke it out to the end oh you know i like that kind of thing mostly because i have fond memories of me and my friend who are the, always the best smash players in our group and we would always he i was always like samus and he was always fox and we'd always go to like the basement of hyrule castle where you can't get hit off and we'd always have like 400 percent damage and we'd just be trading blows <laughs> i mean and fox is so fucking fast well see that's great too right but okay picture if you will a timed match this <laughs> this is what i love okay you have a timed match, and then you're like, oh, it's over. And then it's <laughs> and all of a sudden it's like, oh, my God, sudden death. And then <laughs> one of the two people is always going to go, oh, my God. I don't <laughs> oh, shit. I don't know what to do. And then they just get <laughs> smacked and then killed like automatically yeah. and knocked into second place. It's amazing. I love it. Because people just freak out and they don't know what to do. And then they're like, oh. Well, I'll tell you what, bud. When we play Smash Bros, we'll have your fucking time attack thing, whatever. Okay. Then we play coin mode. Why there's not? like giant mode and like Those tiny mode and like, you know, there's all these all the different custom fun modes, modes. And like every map and every character is coming back. Like Pichu. No one likes Pichu, but he's coming back. Yeah, or she, Star Wolf. Yeah, Star Wolf. 
Um, Fuck that guy. Finally, Ridley, like that rumor I told you about a couple weeks ago. Right. Finally, really, for reals. Um, so if they have every character starting off... They, no, it's not. They have to unlock them still. Oh. But like was, they're in the game. Okay, because I was going to say, I was wondering what unlockable characters are going to have, but I guess that answers my question. I was thinking maybe we'd finally get Slippy in there. Or they like did announce uh, the Belmonts from Castlevania. I don't know who that is. Well, play more Castlevania. Yeah. Or watch the TV you know, like show vampires Castlevania. That yeah. TV show's all right. It's only like four episodes long. Oh yeah. Well, now there's a second season coming out, but yeah, it's like four. It's like it's like four half-hour episodes, and that's mm. the whole season. All right. Maybe just maybe I'll check it out. It's fine. It's fun. I liked it. I'm just like in Dracula and vampires. I don't know. Mm. Whatever. Yeah. Well, I probably won't change your mind, but hey, it's fun. <laughs> Castlevania. Um, what characters have you always wanted to have in Smash Brothers that they haven't put in yet? Master Chief. Oh, yeah. I mean, if they're doing the whole, like, Solid Snake cross-platform tomfoolery, might as well include Mr. Chief in there. Now, do you think Microsoft would be, like, down for that? Microsoft is like, fuck you guys. The head of Microsoft's gaming division is actually tweeting in the past, hey, guys, if you want to put Banjo-Kazooie in the game, we'd be totally, totally down with that. Whoa. Or Battletoads. And I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'd like that. Dude, they should put fucking, oh, man, if they could put the Rareware characters in there, that'd be great. Yeah. Banjo-Kazooie is my second choice. Jet Force Gemini? Hmm. Yeah. I, I I bought the rare, like, r- collection, like all those old games, yeah. just to play Jet Force Gemini. I never beat it. Well, the problem with Jet Force Gemini is you go through the whole game, and then you try to fight the main boss, and then it's like, oh, wait, no, actually, you got to collect all the items on all the planets and then come back and try again. And it's like, dude, you... so you have to go back to all these levels that you played through, and you have to collect every little damn item. Yeah, I think I stopped playing. I didn't even get that far. I think I stopped playing because A, the controls are abysmal nowadays. Right. Like, unplayable. Yeah. Um, and B, I think I like missed like a key item in some zone and they had to do the whole level over again. Like, yeah, you know what? I don't, think, oh, I don't yeah. want to do that. Yeah. But nevertheless, there was some qualities about it. If they I made like a cool. 100% like a ground up remake, I'd be fucking so for that. Even with all the, yeah. the running around and collect-a-thon stuff, if they fixed the controls and you know made the graphics pretty, sure. I remember it being the first game I, that I can remember that had, like, weather in it. There was, like, levels where it was, like, raining and stuff. And I'm like, ooh, this is mm, cool. That was cool. Do you remember, I don't know if you played Metroid Prime. That was a the first bit. game I remember where it was rain, but you look up and raindrops would form on your visor. It'd be like, whoa, it's like a fucking in the fucking place. Yeah. I remember playing Metroid Prime, and I got to a point where I had to stop because I just didn't know what to do. That was another one of those games where they, like, you get to the end, it's like, okay, now go collect something from all over the world and come back. And I put the game down for, like, months. and like it's so cheap. And then I came back, and I finally beat it, which I'm glad I did because that game's great. But oh, yeah. It was just like, ah, stuff. They don't have games like that anymore, thankfully. I mean, like, Wind Waker, they did that, which sucked. Uh, yeah. Metal Gear Solid did that, and that kind of sucked. Yeah, yeah. games just kind of did that just to pad out time. Now games pad out time with... You know, go collect a bunch of pamphlets in the overworld and you'll get nothing. Just do it. <laughs> yeah. God. Um, so, okay, you'd put in Master Chief. Or Banjo-Kazooie. Uh, Banjo and Kazooie. Banjo and Kazooie. Uh, you'd put in... Uh, that's all, I think that's all you named, right? Yeah, two is good for now. I don't want to clog up my, my selection. What about you? Honestly, for the longest time, when they started putting third character, third party characters in, my first thought was, "Hey, put Bomberman in there. 
He's going to fit in just fine. He's a trophy, I think, isn't he? Is he? I think so. Oh. Because he's going to fit in just fine. All right. Waluigi, I know there's a huge uproar about putting him in. Maybe he'll. Maybe they'll finally put him in there. Well, I'd like a regular game with Waluigi. He's Never going to happen. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Um, Nintendo. Nintendo has like weird rules like that. Like, why have, why go through the trouble of making this character if you if you want if you it's like you're trying so hard to like not make him interesting at all he's, by well, just look, having him like Mario Tennis. The problem is that he's like from in terms of his look and like vocalizations and like the way he moves, he is extremely interesting. He's more interesting than Mario and Luigi. It's like well, give him right. a real game. Well, that's what I mean. It's like it's just wasted on it. Like like. They, in the perfect world, honestly, what they would do is they would have a Mario game where you're back fighting Wario and Waluigi. Yeah. How cool would that be if it's like a Mario Brothers game where it's like you're against the Wario Brothers? That'd be pretty swell. Now, what's the over-under on the Wario Brothers showing up in this Illumination Mario movie they're making? I think they'll be in it. I think they'll be in it, actually. No, what's the odds, though? What are your odds? Um, 50%, 80%? Well, okay. Let me explain my my. Uh, I think it's pretty high. Like like I think it's probably like a seventy five percent. And the reason why I think that is because this is being made by an American company, mm-hmm. and the American company is going to be like, well, we have this whole roster of characters from these games that everybody loves. Think of the merchandising opportunities, right? Yeah. And and I also think, you know, honestly, if you're making a Mario movie, don't be fucking weird about it. Just, like, have all the characters in there. I don't know. God, I hope the Mario movie is just Mario fights Bowser and that's it. Really? I just want it to be like that, yeah. You don't want DK? Like, all the characters show up, I hope the story, I mean. Is oh, that, yeah. I no, want it th- totally will be. It, no, I have, I told, I, I think, I we called it before, not called it, but, like, my prediction before is it's, like, it's some kid, and he gets sucked oh, into yeah. the Mario world, or Mario gets sucked into his world in some sort of wacky, tobacco, whatever. I forgot all about that, yeah. Yeah, it'll either be a straight-up Mario versus Bowser movie, but more than likely, it'll be some kid goes to an, ar- an old arcade because his friends are jerks and his parents don't understand him. So he goes to this arcade after school every day, and also the girl at school doesn't like him back, so he goes to this arcade after school every day, and then he gets sucked into the Mario world. You know what? I would settle for, it's just a movie about a toad, and he's like, boy, I really like Mario! Okay! As long as he has that voice. Yeah, and then like he's like, you know fucking got Mario posters and stuff and like he just wants to be Mario and it's just about him wanting to be Mario. Mario's there for occasionally but it's about Toad. I'd be fine with that because at least it's like in the Mario world, right? Yeah. There was that weird, what was it, Horton Hears a Who? Mm-hmm. They did that thing where it was like about a kid. Oh, uh, isn't that the Lorax? It's also about a kid. Lorax. It was the same thing. God. No, I think Horton Hears a Who is more straightforward. I think the Lorax was about some kid and right. then he has to Lorax some stuff. He has to Lorax some stuff, yeah. Hey, kid, I like plants. God. The Lorax. I live. I nibble on little pieces of shit. <laughs> For anybody who doesn't know, Danny DeVito voiced the Lorax in the movie The Lorax. Danny DeVito should most voice more things. My favorite Dr. Seuss book turned into a horribly out, uh, overblown movie that... <laughs> 
Honestly, just make like a 20 minute short film. Yeah, I don't know what you could do. Like, for my favorite, I don't know what you could do with Green Eggs and Ham. Oh, dude. Like, eat it on a train and a plane and all that shit? Yeah, it would be Man, a fun short film, though. Here's the thing if you made it a live action movie and it's like just this guy that commutes into work or something, and he's like, this one morning, he's just, he's on his, he, he's, he's, you know, he has to take the train, right? Mm-hmm. Or whatever. And then, and then it's like, uh, it's like Steve Carell and Steve Buscemi, right? Mm-hmm. And Steve Carell is commuting to work and Steve Buscemi keeps popping up being like, Hey, <laughs> eat these green eggs and ham. And Steve Carell's like, no. And then he, and then he's, he, he's just going nuts. And he's like, I got to get on a plane. I got to get out of here. So he goes on a plane <laughs> to like France or something. And then he, you know, I don't know. Now, like, is this also, does it look like fucking uh, the, like, like Ron Howard's Grinch movie kind of, like that aesthetic? Or is it no, played I'm, straight? I'm talking playing it straight. Nice. Because I'm thinking like yeah. David Fincher presents Green Eggs and Ham. And, and the food looks really gross. Right or it's like drugs. It's like you want you want to you want to puff of these green eggs and ham. Yeah, it's yeah. You know, it's like it's all hash and it's all uh, metaphors and stuff. Yeah, God, I'd love to see a straight adaptation of a Dr. Seuss thing. That'd be so fucking funny, <laughs> but only to me. Um, yeah, they're coming out with that uh, Grinch, that new Grinch movie. Boy, that's. Uh, isn't that a illu- no? That's illumination. That is illumination. Uh-huh. See, that scares me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, what could I don't know, man. Anyways, all right. Well, speaking of good animation, remember how like last week it was like, man, it's been forever since I saw a movie that fucking blew my socks off. Yeah. I mean, like I've seen movies that blew my socks off over over. Like they kind of like ruffled them a little, but they haven't blown them off not in a while. I mean, like not since well, you know, maybe not this year. I've seen some great films, like I said, like Isle of Dogs and Annihilation and uh-huh. uh, uh, Mission Impossible. Yeah. Um, but this movie blew my socks right off. And it was a movie I've been trying to watch this movie for fucking years, and I could not find it anywhere. It's not at the library. It's not at uh, other libraries I've been to. It's not online for streaming. You can't rent it. You can't fucking even buy it. You can't find it anywhere and thank fucking christ for whatever like 20th anniversary or something it was in theaters again for no good goddamn reason i finally oh. tracked down and fucking watched it and it's satoshi Kon's perfect blue oh i think you mentioned it was this. the last fucking movie uh that satoshi Kon's directed not that i haven't seen i've seen all of his other works haven't seen perfect blue finally saw it it's fucking amazing so why is it out of print and all that i don't know it's so good it's crazy and uh, it's just like i don't know maybe it's a rights thing huh Interesting, but like, oh man, it's just like you you like your of of the 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 the, the beloved genre of people going fucking crazy. It's one of the best <laughs> versions of that I've seen. Really? Hmm. Interesting. I've heard rumblings of that, but I of course I've never seen it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. You, when, s- how old is it? Ninety-seven. Oh, okay. I think it's funny because like the character in the movie is like, "What's the internet?" And it's just like, ha 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 ha. <laughs> Oh, fun. 97. Um, yeah. Now, have you seen the, uh, any of Satoshi Kon's other movies? Mm. Tokyo Godfathers, Paprika. Uh, what else did he do? Um, I mean, Paranoid Agents, a TV show doesn't count. Hmm. Oh, Christ, just like one or two more. I well, I could tell you with pro- 
much certainty that I probably haven't. Which is unfortunate because I've heard, uh, what did you say, Tokyo Godfathers? Yeah, it's amazing. I've heard really good things about that. Satoshi Kon is one of the best directors, not just animation directors, but best directors ever. And he fucking died at like 45, which sucks. And also, uh, no one talks about him that much outside wow. of like anime people. Jeez. Which is real unfortunate because his work is always pretty astounding. Huh. And this one was no exception. How long ago did he die? A few years ago. Hmm. Like maybe like uh, eight, nine, I don't know, something like that, a while ago. I'm trying to find there. His name is, clicking on his name. <laughs> oh, yeah, Millennium Actress. That's the other one. Oh, okay. So, quite good stuff. So, you said it was in theaters. That's where you saw it? Yes, I got to see it in the theaters. Cool. Uh, I saw it subbed, uh, obviously. <laughs> no, it's the only one that was around. What's uh what's your what's your opinion on subbed versus dubbed? Have we talked about this? I like dubbed because I get to watch the movie, not read the movie. Exactly. But uh, most I, my that's my same exact sentiment. But most dubs tend to miss something. Right, that's true also. So it's a bit of a trick in it. Because most yeah. dubs either try to replicate the anime, which I find to be stupid because it's like if you're if you have like a cute girl in an anime like actresses will try to be like, "Hey, I'm a cute girl," you know, like they'll put on like, the cute girl voice. It's like, no, just translate to American. You don't have to. Re- you don't have to do yeah. a one-on-one thing. You know, I, I kind of find it a little annoying. Um, or like, you know, it depends. And also sometimes it's like, ah, whatever, anime, who gives a shit? And so it's just like, you know, <laughs> a bunch of whatever right. actors who are like, you know, just doing it for a paycheck, um, which is fine for them. But, uh, but like most of the part, like every Studio Ghibli movie I've seen has got a really nice thing. I actually saw this movie, not Studio Ghibli movie of the weekend. Uh, Mary and the Witch's Flower, which mm. is very, very gorgeous, gorgeous animation, gorgeous backgrounds. Yeah. A fun story. Good for like, you know, kids, I guess. Um, it's like, you know, pretty classic young adult sort of witches stuff. Yeah. I suppose. Uh, you could tell it was based on a book. Um, I enjoyed it, but that had a pretty good dub. Um, I don't really, can't think of anything that was like, oh man, that dub's terrible, except for maybe... Certain actors in the end of Evangelion, speaking of which, because <laughs> they like recast the actors in the TV show for the movie, and they like sound completely wrong for their parts, and it's really weird. I think for motion picture stuff, you tend to get better quality with with uh, with dubbing. I f- I kind of feel that way. Yeah, and then all the all the real like, you know, uh, a- any of the real bad like bad dub offenders are are usually on like TV shows. Like, I feel like dubs, like, in terms of the quality of the actors, is pretty solid nowadays, but it's mostly yeah. just sort of, like, the the translations. Are, I'm always missing, either thinking that, there's always a concern that they, I'm either missing context, that they're, like, writing out context, like, or they're, like, writing in context. Mm-hmm. Like, I sometimes, like, I've seen animes that will, like, take, you know, have all, people say things off screen to explain stuff. Like, you know, it's like, oh, boy, look at this place. This sure is something. It's like, I can I can glean this from the... The imagery. You don't need to, you know, I'm not stupid. So it depends. Yeah. But for the most part, I enjoyed, like, watching a movie and being invested in it and not having to read the subtitles. That's the problem. I Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's weird because, yeah, you're picking between, like, a more authentic experience, but you're experiencing less of it, Mm -hmm. and a less authentic experience, but you're experiencing more of it. It's, 
I don't know. It's it's this weird kind of trade-off. When it comes to anime, I don't mind so much because they don't do lip sync in anime in the traditional sense. But mm. if it's like a like a French cartoon where you can tell their lips aren't matching up, I'd just watch it in oh. French. Um, and if it's a live action thing, I ain't doing dubs. Yeah, forget it. I mean, it. like unless it's like it's too weird. Unless it's like a bad kung fu movie, and you know, and that's right. part of its charm. Yeah. Or you know, but that most for the most part. Uh, I want to see it uh, as intended, but the acting as intended. But have you ever wondered, um, does your like acting radar differ when it's someone from a foreign language? Because I wonder, like, is this person bad at acting? I can't understand the language, so I don't know if they're um, saying things right, you know? I think, honestly... I haven't really encountered anything specific like that. It's just something I wonder where if, like, if actors in movies... It depends, like, where and, like... I mean, I think there's different kinds of acting depending on what you're watching and, like, where it's from, I guess, where it's exported from. Mm -hmm. One thing I will say, and, like, you know, hey, you know, I I guess this is tooting tooting our horn over here in, in Hollywood a little bit, but... Toot toot. I think you really do see the best acting, like, nah, see, this is a rough... Well, you're saying that subjective the, the Americans are the best actors, man? Well, what is I'm, that what you're saying? What I'm saying is, like, uh, I think, I, th- I think there's, uh, there's I'm, more of a culture around acting... In some places than there is in other places, I guess is what I'm saying. And obviously, Hollywood is like a huge exporter of of like screen acting, right? No, so, I mean, well, I'm thinking like there's tons of French actors and German actors I can think off the top of my head that are fantastic. Well, sure. And, like you can tell they're fantastic because it's not just the way they they say lines. It's mostly like you know they, you can see their vote, their expressions and stuff. I'm mostly thinking about like you know people who show up and have like one or two lines and like leave uh-huh. like. Because I don't understand their language, I don't understand what the, their inflections and like how they're, oh. they're, they're their readings. I'm wondering, was that a good performance? A good like, you know, brief performance, or was that bad? I, well, I don't oh. know, who knows? But like most like you know leading actors in movies tend to you know you can tell they're good actors because they like you know still hold your attention regardless of the language barrier. Yeah, yeah, no, that's absolutely true. And I think maybe it, it's easier to tell if someone's a bad actor, right? If if we're just watching like. Rain of Fire or some shit, right? Like if we're if we're just what, and that I guess that's I, I understand what you're saying. It's like okay, if something's subbed or mm-hmm. or even dubbed, it's like it would be impossible to know, like unless someone's really emoting, like oh, is this intentional or is this just this person being a bad actor or not? As opposed to watching uh, Transformers and knowing that Mark Wahlberg is not. <laughs> Great, right? Is that is that kind, kind of, of what you're getting at? It's more like at, it's or? like I'm just. I guess what I'm getting at is like it's hard to tell if someone's stiff in a different language. Yeah, yeah. Because you can tell like it's like, oh yes, I'm I'm fine, I'm fine. <laughs> you know, some like you know some like bad line reading or whatever. Yeah. And you, you say you say it in German or uh-huh. Japanese or something. And it's like, well, I mean, they're in the movie. It must it must be good. Right. And then you have real you know great actors doing great work. What uh, I I feel like it's been a long time since I've seen a movie where where 
uh, someone has been like has had like unacceptable acting, except for maybe The Room or Troll Two or whatever the hell. Oh, you mean like a, a mainstream movie? But like a, a movie that's treating itself seriously. Like I I can't remember the last movie I saw where it was like, man, this this guy or this gal is just like really dogging it. Oh, who who won? Who, what what bullshit did the Razzies nominate last year? The whatever the. <laughs> They're you know they're they're full of shit, but they you know they can probably remind me of what the big stinkers were. This and usually their worst actor awards are usually given out to just their awards suck. Razzies suck. I'm taking a stance. I'm taking Why a stand against the Razzies. The Razzies. The Razzies. Well, it's just very mean spirited, right? Well, it's mean spirited, and also like their awards don't actually follow any kind of logic. It's like. You know, like, Mike Myers was the worst actor in this movie. It's like, Mike Myers is a good performance in an in a unfunny bad movie or whatever, you know? It's like that kind of stuff. Well, I know one of the big it reasons... It to do with acting. I know one of the big reasons why... Um, Sometimes it's actually... Katie is Holmes weird. didn't come back to do Batman is because she got a, a, a Razzie for Begins. Really? Yeah. I thought it's because she was married to Tom Cruise at the time and wasn't allowed to leave her house. Oh. So, not act. I'm not being literal. I'm just saying... She was that was when she was married to Tom Cruise, and I think she just was like retired from like I don't know either forcibly or not retired from acting at the time, and they replaced her. I, don't know, I just remember that's why I remember thinking. Hmm. This know. is like a bunch of stuff. I I don't know if I. I don't know. Yeah. So uh, the answer yeah. is who cares? Uh, so let me think. Can I recall any particularly bad performances? I mean, you got the classic like you know people don't like. Sam Worthington or Jai Courtney or whatever, but none of their performances have been bad, in my opinion. Jai Courtney doesn't have bad performances. He just doesn't have, um, like, like nothing stands out, I guess. Do you know what I mean? No, yeah. He, he's sort of just like a, a one-note kind of... What happened to him? Is he still around? Like, I think he's been shat out. Well, like he was, <laughs> like, he was one of those... Like, like much like Sam Worthington, he was like in five huge movies in a row, and then and then silence. Well, I think we talked about this before, where it was like they both got terminated. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Coincidentally, yeah, they both got terminated. I mean, like, uh, like Jack Cardin was still in Suicide Squad or whatever after that. Right. Doesn't really do much though. He doesn't. Captain Boomerang. I think they just call him Boomerang in the movie because Captain's stupid. <laughs> Uh yeah, I don't know if Jai Courtney's doing much. He's probably gonna he'll probably resurface in like in something. I hope he does like a nice indie drama or whatever. That'd be An fun. Indie drama Jai Courtney. Where he's got like a full head of hair. I'd be down for him doing like a low budget sci fi film. But I don't know about oh, like a Tarantino movie. <laughs> oh, by the way, R.I.P. uh Burt uh Burt Reynolds. Oh yeah, Burt Reynolds passed didn't away. Didn't film his last role in uh, that Tarantino movie. What do you mean? He was he was going to be in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He was going to be someone, someone, and uh, oh. he passed away before he filmed his scenes. Oh wow, interesting. Sad. Do they know who who did they replace him with? Do you know? No, not yet. I mean, he only died a few days ago. Right. So have some tact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hey, you know, you never know. These people, the turnaround time on these kinds of decisions, right? Yeah, I but, mean, they uh, just uh, remember whatever last time we talked about Alec Baldwin. Then today they cast some other guy as Alec Baldwin's, Don, uh, not Donald Trump character, uh, oh, Thomas a, Wayne. A sassy Thomas Wayne. Sassy yeah. Thomas Wayne, yeah. Yeah. I was almost thinking about making a screenplay 
just like two pages worth of a screenplay called a sassy Thomas Wayne. And it would be where Thomas Wayne goes around Batman's. It was what I told you before, where he goes into the future where Bruce Wayne's Batman, but Thomas Wayne is just like going up to his different villains and like ending them. It should just make a fun web comic. It would be like, hey, Joker. Yes. What's your real name? My name's the Joker. No, it's not. No, it's the Joker. No, what's your real name? Just tell me. Well, it's the Joker. No, you stupid fuck. What's your real name? Okay, fine. It's blah, 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 blah. And then you just... Jack Napier. He just he just deconstructs the Joker, and, and the Joker just walks away bummed out, and then that's it. That's it. That's the story. Anyways, Mike, you see any movies? Yeah, so after The Predator... Um, I, I I needed a little bit of a palate cleanse. And uh, on on uh, Amazon Prime mm-hmm. was uh, the year two thousand. Year two thousand. American Psycho. American Psycho. You've seen that, right? Oh, yeah, I own that. What a fun, not fun movie, but what a. Uh, well, that's not the uh, the fu word. I thought you were gonna say. <laughs> Frightening. Fucked up. Oh, fucked up. Yeah. Well, yes. But honestly, man, um, it's one of those movies where you sit there and you think, oh, if anybody had forgotten that Christian Bale had like r- really great acting chops, holy shit, just amazing in that movie. No, he's quite fantastic. Like, did he not get nominated for anything for that no, movie? No, that movie had like controversy around its violence or something. It's probably, it wasn't. You know, it's it's so weird and out there. I don't think it any. It was never going to be anyone's top anything in terms. I of guess the not. But damn, award season. Such good acting. And no, then, it's fantastic. And then to think that he like turned. I think it was in that same year he did American Psycho, and then he also did uh, Equilibrium. Mm. And it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, ew. Uh, yeah, Equilibrium. I know a lot of people that love that movie, and I don't know what's wrong with them. I think at the time, around the time, maybe there was like a five-year period where people were like, oh, yeah. Hey, dude, are you a little bit tired of The Matrix? Why don't you uh, chase it with this cool new movie that's kind of like it, Equilibrium? I had a friend that kept trying to show me movies, and he was like, man, this movie's the tits. Or this movie's so fucking funny. And he <laughs> Hey, showed Alex, him- this movie's the tits. And he would show it to me, and it was almost every time it was like, no, that sucks. That's a sucky movie. Yeah. Like, I remember one time he was like, hey, you know that Simon Pegg movie, How to Lose Friends and Alienate People? It's the fucking funniest movie I ever saw in my fucking life. And I watched him like, this is mediocre. This is so mediocre. I can't even believe how mediocre this is. What's wrong with you? Same I've, thing with Equilibrium. And also, he showed me Taken. And I will also, I don't like Taken that much. So, there's that. Listen, Taken, okay, Taken is nothing without Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson makes that movie. Without it, it's a directed DVD movie. That's what I think. Taken is this movie that I think if it was Liam Neeson doing just that one movie, just that one Taken movie, uh, it would have been fine. I, but, well, I saw Taken before Taken 2 was even considered. It was like right around when Taken came Well, out. same here. And I remember the first Taken. I'm like, oh, this is fun. Whatever. Action, dumb action Wasn't movie. Wasn't Taken with it. <laughs> um. But then after that, he just went like old man action star crazy, and it's like, damn. Oh, that remind. Did I talk about another Liam Neeson movie that I saw recently? I, I probably the haven't. Commuter. 
No. The computer. It was called Run All Night. Run All Night. Have you heard of that? Probably. It has uh, Ed Harris and Liam Neeson. And oh, that yeah. Jack Flagg guy. I can't remember his name ever. Oh, yeah. And uh, Altered had, Carbon guy. Yeah, Altered Carbon guy. Um, whatever reason, I just felt compelled to watch this movie, and I watched it, and my thought was, you know what, guys? Maybe Liam Neeson's not the best casting for uh, a gritty, edgy, retired mobster, assassin, whatever. Maybe Liam Neeson's not the best casting for this. Mm. Because I felt like a lot, of, a lot of the movie worked, but the only thing that stuck out like a sore thumb was like, Liam Neeson's too wholesome for this movie. Yeah. I guess so, yeah. I want him to I want Liam Neeson to get back to, you know, doing his like award winning like Schindler's List 2. Schindler's List 2. No thanks. Um Yeah, that'd be nice. Isn't he in something cool coming up? He was in silence. You ever see silence? Martin Scorsese's silence? No. Fucking spectacular, man. One of the best movies. Great. One of his best movies. Well, I don't know. We've made so many. It's hard to say. One of the best unpraised, unsung movies of the last few years. It's a fantastic. I loved it so much. Yeah, that sort of slipped under the radar, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, not for me, because I saw it in theaters. Yeah. You did. And, you know, you did. Hey, you could have you could have easily gone, hey, Mike, you want to <laughs> you no. see Silence with me? I would have been it's there. It's not really a friends, inviting friends over kind of movie. It's like a three-hour long movie about religious troubles. Yeah. It's not really a fun time at the theater. Adam Driver. Yeah. Andy Garfield. Yeah. Lots of Japanese actors. Yeah. Um, and Liam Neeson. That's one of those classic, like, oh boy, I made my top 10 list of the movie, but I, uh, top 10 list movies of the year list, uh, but I missed one. And then I see it in, like halfway through January, and oh fuck, it's better than most of these other movies I saw. Oh, God yeah. damn it. Same thing happened with Phantom Thread this year. Because Phantom Thread was my favorite movie of last year. But I didn't see it until this year. <laughs> so does that count? Uh, like, how does that count in Absolutely. our in our scheme of things? Well, I just say I make a statement later on, being like, I'm making a retraction. I'm taking Detroit off the list, and I'm putting Fam Thread in number one. Oh, gotcha. done, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, for my personal records, I'll like you know reflect that because I do write down on my top ten lists and store them away for fun because it's fun going through my old top ten lists and being like, what the fuck was wrong with me? Oh. I remember, like, honestly, like, like this is like this is embarrassing, and I apologize to everyone ahead of time. I was looking through my old top ten lists. First of all, 2011 was like one of the worst years ever for movies. I didn't have even I couldn't even construct a top ten list that year. So they had Thor, Captain America, Green Lantern. Yeah, like again, like they're like movies, but they're not like top ten good movie yeah. good movies. So, um, so that's just something. Looking through my top ten list, and also for 2013 or 2012, 2012. The Hobbit, uh, An Unexpected Journey, was like fucking number two on my list or something like that. Oh, really? And it was because, boy, I love being back in Middle Earth, and I was just so taken with it. And then it wasn't until the third movie where I was like, oh, this all, this all amounts to nothing, never mind. Well, here's the thing, though. The first movie was probably the best one out of those Hobbit movies. I kind of like the second could... one. But again, like they're like peppered in with all these like, nice moments, and they're all like... Well, it'll all be worth it when the third one comes out, and then it wasn't, and then the whole movie series. I sort of felt like the second and the third one could have easily been trimmed down into one movie. Oh, it should have been two movies totally. It should not have been three movies. But the first one was like, okay, there's enough going on here that, like, you know, 
there's like enough going on here that it, it's it's all right. I think they, they they like they get rid of the trolls and then they're in like this fucking fight with the goblins. It's like this is like let's cut out this section unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. But like aside from that, I was like, wow, I'm having a lot of fun over here. But I don't, like number two is still pretty high. But like you know, numbers Three don't is really a wash. Don't numbers don't really mean anything on this. It's just like I was just looking at them like God, what, what what's wrong with me? <laughs> I man, I. I I have not constructed any top 10 lists until we started doing the podcast. I'd be interested to go back to those years and make a top 10 now. Like, yeah, it'd be cool to go back and see, like, well, also because it's like lots of movies I missed from those years. Like, you know, 2006, I, or, I don't know how long ago I started, I, you know, but it's like, oh man, finally end up watching this movie. Now it's one of my favorite movies. Didn't watch it that year though because I missed out or whatever, you know? So, right. That'd be kind of fun to do that, but. Hmm. Yeah. Hey, maybe we can do that. Uh, on the podcast sometime. Maybe. Um, yeah. Anyways, I saw one movie. One one more movie this week. Oh, yeah? What'd you see? I saw... Um, uh, I forget the director's name. I think it was, it was something Renoir. I saw um, Le Grand Illusion, as the French would say. The Grand Illusion. The Grand Illusion, <laughs> which is a movie from the 30s, which um, I've been trying to watch forever and gotten too lazy. Oh. Uh, I finally watched it because it was supposed to be one of the best movies ever made, or whatever. And I watched it. It was all right. Yeah. It's interesting. It's a movie like it's clearly a movie of a time period because it's a movie about French soldiers in a German POW camp, and they're all like, "Let's just get along. We're all friends here. Let's get along." And this is like at the height of German French, you know, pre-war hostilities mm. in nineteen the thirties uh-huh. or something like that. Like you know, you know, you could see the embers of war fl- uh, 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 starting to burn. Um, and it's like, you know, Germans are people too. We're people. We're all people. Let's have fun. And it's like, that's cool. But like the movie kind of meanders, I felt. And like, oh. they don't really, like they try to escape prison, but then they don't. And then they go to a different prison and then they try to escape that one and they do, which is fun. But like, there's also like this, like they don't face any like stiff uh, opposition from, there's no villains. Like there's a German with like a metal jaw and a monocle. I'm like, oh, this guy, this guy's the villain. And he's like, hey man, you're French. You're so cool. Man, let's hang out. It's like this is like there's no villains. There's not much tension. It finally becomes interesting when the characters do escape the prison. It's like half an hour of them on the run, and it's like that's cool. Mm-hmm. But like I don't know, best move, one of the best movies ever made. I'm not seeing it. Oh, like it's one of those things. It's a little dated. Well, maybe at the time it was. Maybe at the time it was it was uh, considered the best. Yeah, I don't know. I find that like you know, well, there's lots of great movies from the 30s I've seen that are fa- still fantastic. Like, in terms of World War One movies, because it's a World War One movie, mm-hmm. like I find All Quiet on the Western Front to be far better. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I haven't seen um, the actual one of the actual from the director one of the actual best movies. Like it's like Sight and Sound Top Ten, which is like the holy grail of top ten best movies ever made. List. I think what was the one that he did. Uh, the rules of the game, I think, is that one. I haven't seen that one yet. Hmm. I see that. Okay. I haven't seen any of those movies, so I can't really uh, speak on that, Alex. But hey, you know, I'll just add that to my my copious list of uh, movies that I need to see. Hmm. Um, hmm. I saw one more movie I'd like to talk about as well. Oh. It was called Searching. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Searching is about a dad trying to find his daughter. And the whole movie takes place with uh, uh, just on like laptop screens or computer screens. I think that's been done before. Yeah, and like that Facebook horror movie. Right. But uh, no, this is great. One thing that I found especially great was the whole thing takes place 
around in and around San Jose, California. So I'm like, hey, I know Gilroy. It's your stomping grounds. I know I know Pacheco Pass, you guys. I know I know where this place is uh where this is at. And That's that. where we lost that one girl right over there. Yeah. Cause it's the most of what the movie's about. That's right. But hey, guess what? It was a great movie. Um would I watch it over the Predator? You bet your ass I would. I really should uh, see it, but I've been kind of lazy. It, you know, it's it's perfectly it's it's a perfectly fine home watch. If if you can't catch it in theaters, you I, it's justifiably something you can well, watch. Well, it's not like I don't have a reason to see. I got the AMC pass. I live near a theater. Like it's true. I love watching movies in the theaters. It's just sort of like, man, that looks good, but like, I still feel like it. <laughs> I don't know. You know, one of those kind of things. There's always a movie like around this time of year where it's like that, where it's like, hey, that's like a well-received movie like a that looks good hit. that people yeah. really like, but I'll see it later. Yeah. Sleeper hits. September's, uh, September's like, always been... Last year's version of that was Battle of the Sexes for me. Oh, yeah. I remember where that. Where it's like, oh, man, I want to see Battle of the Sexes. It's playing, good... it's playing at the theater near me. Uh, that was a well, good movie. Yeah, I, I know it's a good that. movie. I should see it. Uh, I remember 310 to Yuma. That was like 2007. That was a September movie. I have to and see that. hot damn. It's on Amazon. Yeah. I was like, man, what is this movie doing in September? <laughs> this movie's amazing. Well, you know, September dumping grounds, which yeah. are still the September and January are still the dumping ground months. Well, I noticed you get like Westerns. Yeah. It seems like there's like Westerns always in September. Yeah, sometimes. For whatever reason. October. It wasn't Magnificent Seven in a September, October movie. Yes, it was. That movie is okay. I think there's a there's a Western movie coming out uh, right around now. I can't remember what it is, but Hostiles. Oh yeah, well that was no, January. I'm kidding. I think it came out well, I mean Festivals. It's Western quite, movie coming out right now. What Hostiles is a slow movie. What was the Western? I know there's something I can almost picture it. Me too. I, I can't remember though. But yeah, there is one coming out right now, I think, or soon. I saw a trailer for Gareth Evans' new movie, who is the director of The Raid. It's a horror movie about world's prettiest man, Dan Stevens, finds a cult that's <laughs> kidnapped her sister and they like screw bolts into people's brains yeah. or something. It looks pretty grisly. Probably won't watch it. Where's The Raid 3? Uh, that's a good question. Although, you know, I thought, I thought Raid 2 was maybe a little bit, big, a little bit too big for its britches. I'll be honest. I like. I thought, but the action was still unparalleled. I mean, it's a great. Here's the thing. I thought, yeah. I, I, I'm not saying it's a bad movie at all. I own it. I think it's fine. I think it's good. I'm just saying, if I'm picking between the two, I'm picking the first one. Yeah, it's more small. Yeah. The Raid Two is actually the first movie they wanted to make, but they couldn't find the money for it, so they made the Raid One first. Oh, okay. Fun fact. Interesting. And then the Raid 2 is basically The Departed with uh, fight scenes. Right. Yeah. Which is fun. It's yeah. confusing, though, because one of the characters in that movie is the same actor and looks exactly the same as the character from the Raid 1, but that it's a different character. And yeah. It's like, what the... F- I mean, it's obviously because there's only so many accomplished martial artists, you know? Uh-huh. So it's like, well, we got to reuse this guy because he's great. But yeah. And then he was in Star Wars. It was Kanji Club. He was, That's right. He was in Kanji Club. Yeah. So and both of them were. Both those guys. Yeah. <laughs> Man, they should make a Kanji Club movie where they're just doing cool fights. I Yeah, and just call it Kanji Club. Yeah. Just call it Kanji. Doesn't, no, that's a little confusing. How are you going to, in Japan, how are you going to sell that? I don't know. Um, <laughs> 
Did we ever tell? Did I ever tell you that the fight, the guy from the fight scene in Mission Impossible Six, was the same guy who, from The Force Awakens who fights Finn with the bat baton on the beach? You did. Okay, because that's cool. cool. Yeah, stuff. that guy's cool. I like that guy. Small world, am I right? Oh, I mean, he's a great martial artist. Probably the same character. Probably Ooh. the same character. Yep. But did he? Did he do the voice? Did he say traitor? <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. I've noticed they've been using Steve Bloom for Stormtroopers more and more, which is fun. I like Steve Bloom. Who's that? He's a voice actor. Oh. But in, like in, in, Rebel, in Rogue One, and I think he may be in Solo, he's, a, he's just, you know, it's like, hey, where are your papers? You know, oh. It's that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, that's about it for me. Uh, yeah, dude. The uh, what, what is it that Black Widow says to the Hulk? The sun's getting low or something? Calm down. Calm down. All right, folks, calm down. Something about the sun. Sun's uh, getting real low. Yeah, the sun's getting real low, Touch you guys. Touch your fingers. Um, yeah. All right, well, yeah, so if you want to tell us things, tell us what you think, tell, ask us questions, you know, the whole ordeal. We, in the, you know, we're at filmtasticvoyage.com, facebook.com slash filmtasticvoyage. YouTube.com slash Filmtastic Voyage or whatever this website's called. Just search Filmtastic Voyage on YouTube.com. And uh, Filmtastic Voyage at gmail.com. And also we're on Letterboxd. I'm Batman Crothers. And I'm Mr. Kerosene. Uh, listen, everybody, we're a part of a bigger podcast network, the Let Me Listen Podcast Network. You can find all the Let Me Listen podcasts, movie related and otherwise, on the Let Me Listen Podcast Network, which is. Uh, continuously updated five, six times a week. It's on, ridiculous. On SoundCloud and on iTunes. You can leave us uh, some comments there. You can leave us some ratings. Hey, tell your fr- fr- friends about us. Do you have friends, right? Tell them about us. So threatening. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it's always fun. We read your comments. All right. So if you say something really hurtful, you'll successfully hurt our feelings. Hopefully, that's some motivation. To well, I'm already dead inside, so. Well, I'm dying. Uh, hey, until next time, everybody. Keep it frosty. Um, keep it fresh. You know, uh, that's it. That that's all we got. The end. The end. <laughs>